Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Get ready for the Word. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. All right, we will. Um, we've been talking of spiritual growth, or talk, talking around the subject of developing ourselves, getting ourselves ready uh, in terms of growth and development. Let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. This evening I want to look at a phrase that stood out to me in a time of meditation and review of the word. And it's, it's called serving the Lord with prayers and fasting. Serving the Lord with prayers and fasting. Many times we hear the phrase, I want to serve the Lord. Okay? I want to serve the Lord. I really want to serve God this year. And when we, when we say that, one of the things that comes very strongly to our mind is, I want to work for God. Okay? So, for instance, somebody says, I want to serve the Lord this year. In our mind, for instance, we might think, yeah, I want to be an usher. Okay? Or I want to work in the choir department. Or I want to... Hi, Pastor Abisa, good to see you. Alright, I want to work in the choir department. I want to work in uh, the children's department. So, we take serving the Lord, follow me carefully, to be something we do um, in the local church. And that's, that's important. We have to serve. If nobody is serving, there will not be anybody here. Just imagine you came into the church, the church service today, and you find that all the chairs were scattered. Alright? Uh, how many of you are going to sit? Maybe you find that your chairs were turned upside down, and then what is supposed to be down is up. Would you sit comfortably like that? Some of you will. <laughs> or you came to church, and uh, there is no usher to direct you. Okay? Everybody sitting wherever they like. Some people sitting here, some decide to sit by the altar, and some are on the front. Would you feel the place is organized? No. Or, for those who are streaming who couldn't make the service, you discover that... Uh, well, I actually had a, a church... Well, this is a true story now, not, not something. Uh, when I was growing up, there was a church... The, 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 the pastor of the church was my dad's friend. Okay, so I was growing up and my dad was pastoring in Wariden and then the, the, the pastor of the church was my dad's friend. So we went for a program and there were no singers. There were no, the, the church choir used to do very well, so there were no singers. Uh, well, I couldn't ask the pastor. So when we got home, I asked my dad, but this choir used to sing. I really used to look forward to their singing. That why were there no singers in that program? So he told me that the choir people went on strike. <laughs> true story. I, I, know, I know you will not believe it, but it's a true story. They actually went on strike. Why they went on strike, uh, I didn't know, but they went on strike. So imagine that you, you came to church today, and Spirit and Truth, they gone on strike. Okay? Uh, there'll be no worship. So that part of serving the Lord is essential. But this is where I'm going to this evening. Many people put that first, and do not put serving the Lord in their inside with worship first. So they always put activity before who they are. 
And that is why sometimes you would see somebody who is an usher in church, who is a, a, a church worker, would do certain things. You would ask yourself, what this person is a choir mistress? Why did this happen? What just happened is that they reduced their serving of God to just what they do and not who they are. Are you following this now? Come on, I said, are you following this now? Now, let's look at something. Luke chapter 2 and verse 37. Let's look at a woman there. But I, I'm emphasizing how to serve the Lord with prayers and fasting today. Luke chapter 2. I hope nobody's planning to go on strike. Verse 37. <laughs> you know, some members go on strike. You know that? Verse 37. Okay. Let's start reading from verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years. That means she was old. And has lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Or the word marriage there actually is virginity. Verse 37. And then as a widow to the age of 84. Look at this. She never left the temple. Serving night and day with fastings and prayers. Observe the word fasting in plural. That means she fasted severally and prayers. I want you to observe this. The Bible says she was serving. How was this woman serving the Lord? In fasting and in prayers. Now, I want to ask you a very simple question. Think about it. This woman was 84 years old. Her husband had died. She was a widow. What could, what could she be praying for? What do you think she was fasting for? What do you think you would fast, fast for at 84 and you're a widow? What would you be fasting for? For breakthrough? Do you think you'll be fasting for breakthrough at 84? Huh? Will you be fasting for the right partner? Oh Lord, I'm 84. I'm old. <laughs> Somebody will see me. If you do it for Sarah, you will do it for me. Do you think that will be her prayer point? At 84, do you think the woman will be believing God for a car? I'm going somewhere. At 84, do you think this woman will be fasting day and night for a car? You know, even if she has grandchildren that is stubborn, she would have just told herself, you know what? I'm close to death. Whatever you guys want to do with your life is left for you. You realize that at 84, when she was serving the Lord in prayers and fasting, she was doing that at the back of her mind was the consolation and the redemption of Israel. When we start ministering to the Lord in fasting and in prayer, this is where I'm going, it is not because of our personal needs. That is why it is called ministering to the Lord. We're not asking Him. We are ministering to him. What does the word ministering mean? To serve. To serve. How does your fasting serve the Lord? How does your prayer serve the Lord? You come to a point where you separate days. You separate times. You separate from food. So you can just be before the presence of the Lord. Just praying in the Holy Ghost. Worshipping the Lord. Just praying. What are you doing? What are you doing? You are ministering to the Lord. You are extolling. You are exalting the name of the Lord. You're not going before the Lord and say, Oh God, Lord, I need, I need one more husband. I need an extra husband, oh God. I need an extra child. No, you're not asking for more. You are there in the presence of God, doing what to the Lord? Ministering to Him. Serving Him. Those are times where you are praying with no agenda, but God's agenda. You know, Look at this. Amazing. Amazing. It says, verse 37. And then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple. She was always going to the temple. 
She was always going to the temple. Uh, and seven night and day with fastings and prayers. What can what can an eighty four year old woman be fasting about? If people would have stop fasting, you will kill you. We have also. But she was doing this before the Lord, ministering before the Lord. Eighty four years old, never left the temple. Stayed, went in for prayers, went in for fasting. What was she doing? Just ministering to the Lord. Just serving, I'm showing you another way of serving the Lord. Just serving the Lord in a place of prayer. Just serving the Lord, abstaining from food just to be with the Lord. She wasn't driven to prayer because of loneliness. She wasn't driven to prayer because she needed something from God. If you're going to prayer just because you need something from God, that's not serving the Lord. That's asking for the Lord. I mean, you should ask the Lord. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But this is, this is, and I'll show you, in the book of Ezekiel, the Bible talks about two kinds of priests. They were priests that were to serve the people. And they were priests, the Zadok priesthood, that were to stand before the Lord and minister to him. It's like, it's like Jesus saying, the Lord is the man in true worshippers who would worship him in spirit and in truth. How many of you know if we come to church and we just say, you know what, today we just want to worship the Lord. We just want to minister before the Lord. And we just go, oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, God, we praise you. You're a mighty God. We thank you. You know, after 15 minutes, what's going to happen? Somebody will say, yeah, we well, thank God enough because we've been taught. That the way to get something from God, enter his courts with praise, so we fulfill that. Oh God, we praise you. You are bigger than the biggest, higher than the highest, taller than the tallest, shorter than the shortest, farther than the farthest. You know, whatever it is, you are are more than that, okay? Quicker than the quickest. (laughs) Oh God, the Lord will overtake an antelope and all of that. You know, you do all of those stuff. Say, enter his court with praise and with thanksgiving. Now we have entered. Say, you know, all those things I did was to praise you. Now, God, this is the main thing. You realize I've been trekking for 10 years. I need a car. And God says, you should have just said that at the beginning. You know, sometimes we pray to God as if God does not see our hearts. You understand that? Say, praise him, praise him. Say, what, what food can you give to God that God cannot reject? Praise him. He, he doesn't have a low self-esteem. God has rejected the praise of men. God has rejected the offerings of men and the sacrifice of men. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And have you ever heard this statement, if prayer does not work, try praise? Don't ever say that. That's anti-scriptural. Prayer always works. It's not try a lock. You know, it's just like you have many bunch of keys. And you need something for God. You try this one. Say it doesn't work. Ah, maybe God is sleeping. Try praise. Try praise. Praise doesn't work. What do we try now? Fasting plus praise. And he cannot reject fasting. No, seed. Seed. <laughs> no. No. We're not, we're not serving juju. Are you following what I'm saying? That when he's angry. Say when the gods need blood. Pamoya will not suffice. That's not who we are worshipping. The realm of the spirit is very precise. We're talking about serving the Lord. Have you ever separated yourself to fast? You're not fasting for a reason. You're fasting so you can just be with the Father and just fellowship with Him. And just minister to Him. This is about ministering to God. How many of you have ever had this experience? Some days you just get up in your heart. There is a song in your spirit. You just sing to the Lord. You're not singing for anything. But you just sing to the Lord. You realize something. After maybe 10-15 minutes, you just feel satisfied. You just feel happy. You You don't even know why you're singing. If somebody would ask you, why are you singing? No, you just know that you're doing something to the Lord. And ministering to the Lord. And serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, I said hallelujah. Now look at this. Look at the next verse, verse 38. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of Him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Israel. There is something I observe as I began to study this subject. Every time we talk about ministering to the Lord, one of the things that is so strong is thanksgiving. Just thanking the Lord. Just thanking the Lord. Oh, Father, thank you. Oh, Father, we reverence you. Oh, thank you, Lord. We, we praise your holy name. We, we just honor you, Jesus. You're a mighty God. We, we thank you. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're ministering before the Lord. 
Sometimes you can pray in tongues just ministering before the Lord. You're not praying in tongues for anything. You're not, you're not praying in tongues because you, you want to get something from God. You're not specifically praying for anything, but you just worship the Lord in tongues. And what, what will begin to happen? Before you know, you'll begin to sing spiritual songs to the Lord. Just singing in tongues to the Father. Sometimes we need to separate ourselves so we can minister to God. So we can serve the Lord in prayer. John Wesley said this, It seems God is limited by our prayer life. That he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. That means in the place of prayer, we co-labor with God. But there are other times where we come to the place of prayer just to fellowship with the Father, just to minister to the Father. And when we do that, the Holy Ghost speaks. God gives direction. Let's look at Acts chapter 13. The word serve means to stand or minister to the Lord. And that word minister also means in the Hebrew to stand, to abide, to continue, to remain, to tarry, to stay up. Abiding there, staying there. Go to Acts 13. Acts chapter 13. And you know some of the things I'm teaching this month is how to help your spiritual life. Some days, okay? Shut your phone. Shut the door. Keep your phone off. Keep the television off. Get out your Bible. Stay off food. Fasting is not just staying off food. You can stay off social media. You can stay off a lot of things. And what will you do that day? Just minister to the Lord. Praise God. Just fellowship with the Lord. If you cannot sing, everybody can sing actually, but if you cannot sing, if you don't like hearing yourself sing, <laughs> let's put it that way, then get a collection of music and just put it on. Huh? Try that. It'll help you. Just get some worship songs together. Not, not now, you, you've got to be careful now. Not just songs of, you know, uh, you know, songs that looks more like you, you're demanding, you're asking for stuff. But just songs that talks about redemption, talks about, you know, what God has done for us. And just put it on. Just carry your Bible. Just read. Fellowship. Pray in tongues. Thank the Lord. Just, why are you here? What, what are you, what, what are you, what are you looking for? Nothing. Just to fellowship with you. And you know the, the good thing about that? As you begin to do that, the Lord will begin to speak to you about things you didn't even ask Him. That's when people get very strategic directions about their life. Most times that the Lord had given me words that altered the course of my destiny. Most times I've gotten direction. Most times I've gotten instructions from the Father. Was never times I went before the Lord. You know, sometimes there can be the anxiety of hearing God. Oh God, what are you saying? Oh God, what are you saying? Lord, I'm waiting for you. Lord, I'm waiting. There can be that anxiety in your heart. But as you fellowship the Lord, fellowship with the Lord and minister to the Lord, something will begin to happen. God will begin to give you life-changing instructions that you are not even asking for. That's what happened in Acts chapter 13. Let's look at verse 1. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets, teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Look at verse 2. Look at what the whole church was doing. Why they were ministering to the Lord and fasting. Can you see that? The same thing that honor the prophetess was doing. They were ministering to the Lord and fasting. What, what happened? The Holy Spirit said, they were not there and saying, oh Lord, we are here before you to see who you have chosen or who you have ordained. No, they were just ministering to the Lord. Then the Holy Ghost said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to and wherever they went to. You see that? They were ministering to the Lord. And out of that, come on, what happened? The Holy Ghost spoke. The Holy Ghost said, when we minister to the Lord, note these two things, in prayers and in fasting, we are positioning ourselves for direct instructions from the Holy Ghost. They were not fasting because they needed anything. They were not fasting for a breakthrough. They were fasting, I need you to follow this, because they just wanted to minister to the Lord. You know, if somebody comes to you and says, you know what, I just want to spend some time with you over the cup of coffee or cup of tea, okay? 
well, let's take out all of those cups. Somebody just comes to fellowship with you, you know, with pounded yam and vegetable soup. Hmm? You know, in, it's in the course of all those non-planned meetings that a lot of things come for that people are not supposed to see. I hear what I'm saying. There's pounded yam, there's vegetable soup, you wash your hands, you are not doing anything. You are just eating, you are just eating. This thing I'm telling you now, I want to tell you many things. There are many things I want to tell you. And I say, it's okay. I say, no, let me just clear my mind. Even what they are not asking you, because there's no agenda for that meeting. There's just, <laughs> and at the end, you have said all the things. You say, but everything I've told you is just between me and you. Because you are eating. Just fellowship it. There's no agenda for that discussion. The beginning of that conversation was not that we're going to talk a lot of things. That's what fellowship does. Fellowship elicits communication. Fellowship makes people to share their hearts with you. And that's what happens. As we fellowship with the Lord in prayers and fasting, what will begin to happen? God will begin to share His heart with us. That's what happened. God shared His heart with the church consigning Paul and Barnabas. And say, you know what? Hey guys, come, come, come. Separate these two guys for me. I have an assignment for them. They weren't praying about that. Many times we want to hear what God wants to say concerning our purpose. We don't want to spend time serving the Lord in prayers. If there's one thing the enemy takes away from us a lot is our prayer life and our word life. And that's the foundation of Christianity. Just praying before the Lord. Praying in tongues. Just fellowshipping within the Lord. Just fellowshipping. Why are you here? Nothing. Just, just fellowshipping. Ministering to the Lord. Extolling His name. Thanking Him. Thanking Him. Thanking Him. Like I was saying, if, if we were to do a lot of things in Thanksgiving, you realize after a while, people would be like, what's the main prayer point? Let's get to the main prayer point. We have thanked enough. God is okay. Let's ask Him. Let's ask Him. Can you spend two hours just thanking the Lord? The next question will be for what? Hmm? Because you know, sometimes God say, thank the Lord. Say, well, count your blessings. Think of where, think of where. You know, sometimes we have, we, we, we struggle to make Christians worship the Lord. Huh? Then we now start using guilt. Hmm? Some people were here yesterday. They are not here today. You that is here is not by your power. <laughs> that doesn't connect to praising God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then you're not here. You cannot serve the king of kings standing. You cannot clap for your king like that. If a president will come here now, will you sit down to clap? All those are human uh, comparison to make people to praise God. Have you, have you seen that? You even got some people threatening you. If you sit down, when your leg is not paining you, your leg will cut. If you don't praise. Everybody's standing up to... You, you, know, and, and, you know, sometimes you have to think, that how did we get here? How did we get here? The, the worship of God should come naturally from the child of God. Not just because of what is done. But just an awareness of who our God is. We lift our hands and we reverence Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. When the children of Israel saw the ark of God, the Bible says they rejoiced, they shouted, and the Philistines said, Oh, come on, it's like their ark is in their midst. How come they rejoiced like that for an ark that was carved on the wood? Now the God of heaven and earth lives on the inside of you. How much more rejoicing should you have? Glory to God. We're talking about ministering to the Lord in prayers. Serving Him. In Leviticus chapter 6, let's see some things from the Old Testament. The Old Testament. Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 12. Look at this. Verse um, 12. The Leviticus 6.12 The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. Observe that word. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not go out. But the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. Look at the responsibility of the priest. 
in the Old Testament. They had a responsibility that the fire on the altar shouldn't go out. One of the ways we maintain the fire of God in our spirit is by ministering to the Lord in prayers and fasting. That's one of the ways we do that. Prayers and fasting. When last did you fast? Just to minister to the Lord. Hmm? Just to minister to the Lord. Because you must not allow that fire to go out. And the priest had the responsibility to burn wood on it every morning. Look at this. And he shall lay out the burnt offering on it and offer out smoke the fat portions of the peace offerings on it. Verse 13. Fire shall be kept burning continually on the altar. It is not to go out. What is the morning? The Bible says in the morning you have to put wood every morning. You have to put wood on that altar every morning. Go back to verse 12. You have to be food on that altar, uh, wood on that altar every morning. That's your quiet time. That's the time you fellowship before the Lord. Don't leave your house without fellowshipping and ministering to the Lord and serving the Lord in prayer. You keep that fire burning. Listen to me, saints of God. The responsibility of your fire is on you. The priest has to keep the fire burning. Your fire can go out. You can be a cold Christian. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, 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 hey. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can be a cold Christian. If you don't take that fire and keep it burning. Take that wood. Put it there every morning. You see, in, in this dispensation, thank God for grace. Oh, thank God for the grace of God. We can't tell how much the grace of God has covered us. Because in those days, if you had a responsibility of the priesthood, like Anna had in their own time of serving, and you had the responsibility of keeping the wood out on the fire, you dare not, you dare not say you were too tired and that fire went out. You will be too tired to meet God. There was no mercy. In fact, the children of Israel will stone you. And imagine how it felt like to be a priest in those days. You had a responsibility every morning to put wood in that fire. Whether you feel like it or not. Whether you like wood or not. Whether you wanted to put wood in the fire or not. You cannot say the small fire is there. No. You have to keep the wood. And in serving the Lord, you have a responsibility to keep that fire burning. And let me tell you something. If you have ever lived in the village, okay? If you've ever, you know, now you may not, some of us might not understand that. But have you, if you ever lived in the village, you know what it, it took to light fire in the village. What did it take? No, not kerosene. If you, if you had kerosene, you were a rich, you were a rich village woman. Huh? You just took coal. Yeah, you just took coal. You took coal from your neighbor's fire. Huh? Charcoal from your neighbor's fire. Hmm? And then you mounted the woods. Proper arrangement. You have to be schooled in arranging the wood. And then you put the coal on that. And what happened? You keep fanning. Yeah, so if you have kerosene, you were a big boy in the, in the village. I mean, kerosene? Where? <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's it. Now, you know what happens? If you're fanning that, and fanning that, and fanning that, and fanning that, and the fire keeps on, all you need to do to maintain that fire is to do what? To put wood. Just keep putting wood. Just keep putting wood. Just keep putting wood. But if you decide that where the fire is burning and you go and relax, what's going to happen? The fire will burn and all the wood will come apart. And if you are experienced, you realize that as the wood is burning, you have a responsibility of putting the wood together. Because if the wood is together, the fire will keep burning. That's the same thing with your spiritual life. When you go for a conference, it's like taking charcoal. When you come to a church meeting like this, it's like taking charcoal. You know what some people do? They just take the charcoal, go and keep it there and expecting it to burn. No. You have the responsibility of putting wood there and keeping that fire on and that's what you do in prayers and in fasting. Sometimes, you've got to set yourself aside to minister to the Lord to keep your fire burning. The things of this world will wear you out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Challenges will wear you out. Discouraging situations will wear you out. Before you know, the fire is gone. So we can serve the Lord. Leviticus chapter 6 verse 9. Command Aaron and his son saying, This is the law for the bond offering. The bond offering itself shall remain on the heat on the altar all night until the morning. And the fire on the altar is to be kept burning on it. The fire on the altar should be kept what? Burning on it. Today we are that burnt offering. <laughs> Offer your body as a living sacrifice. We are that living sacrifice. We need to keep burning. You know, I like the way Jesus introduced John the Baptist. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Hmm? He was a burning light. A burning and a shining light. That's how he was introduced. God introduced John as a burning and a shining light. How would God introduce us today if he still introduce us? A burning and a shining light he was called. That means his fire kept burning. How do we keep our fire burning? We serve the Lord in prayers and in fasting. Go to Ezekiel chapter 40. Let me show you the two types of priests. Ezekiel chapter 40 and verse 46. Are you learning something tonight? Say amen if you are. Alright. Ezekiel chapter 40 and verse 46. Oh, thank you, Lord. I pray for you tonight that the grace of God will rest in your life and your fire for the Lord will keep burning in the name of Jesus. You will not be one that was said that used to burn for the Lord. Never will it be said about that in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will spark flames in your heart and you will keep burning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 40 verse 46. But the, uh, but the chamber which faces towards the north is for the priest who keep charge of the altar. These are the sons of Zadok, who from the sons of Levi come near to the Lord to minister to him. It talks about two types of priesthood. Go to verse 45. There's some truths in the Old Testament we need to unveil. Man. The Old Testament is rich with revelation. He said to me, this is the chamber which faces towards the south, intended for the priest, observe this difference now, who keep charge of the temple. So there were certain priests who, who took charge of the temple. They took care of the things in the temple. The second priest, but the chamber which faces towards the north is for the priest who keep charge of the altar. So there were priests who kept charge of the temple, and there were priests who kept charge of the altar. The priests who kept charge of the altar are the Zadok priesthood. The Zadok priesthood uh, the children of Zadok, they came from the tribe of Levi. And they had one responsibility. They were not to keep charge of the temple. They were to keep charge of the altar to minister to the Lord. That was their responsibility. Now, observe this carefully. There were people whose responsibility was to attend to temple duties. And they were people whose responsibility, who was their responsibility? God. Did you get that? God. So, in our... Um, how do I put it now? In our Christian walk, there are things we'll do for the temple. There are things we'll do to serve the local church. But as priests before the Lord, we have a responsibility to do what? To minister before the Lord. To serve Him. Not just in works, but in fellowshipping before the Lord. Ministering to the Lord. Ministering to the Lord. I want you to take it up as a challenge as you listen to this message. In a month, plan out the times you will minister to the Lord. Just separate yourself. Just separating yourself to the Lord. Oh, it's something that we all should begin to look forward to. Shut out the world. And go before the Lord. 
take your breaks, take your vacation, and go before the Lord. What would happen if we have a priesthood that rises up on the earth again? That is, my primary responsibility is to minister to the Father. You, you know, even as a minister of God, you can be so caught up to ministering to God's people that you don't minister to the Lord. And what will begin to happen? Instead of you to minister from the overflow, you begin to minister from, you know, it will be drudgery. But as you minister before the Lord, the Lord refuses you. The Lord refreshes you. It is out of that refreshing you minister to the saints. So we talked about the Zadok priesthood. You know, the book of Revelation says we are kings and priests to minister before our Lord. Let me read some scriptures to you. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 8. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 8. So the Levites in Ezekiel 40, 46 were to minister to the Lord. Deuteronomy 10, 8. Look at this. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord to minister and to pronounce blessings in his name as they still do to today. What happened? They were to minister to the Lord. Come on. And after that, they'll pronounce blessings on the people. What does that tell us? Listen carefully to this. What does that tell us? As we minister before the Lord, our words are empowered. Yeah? Our words are empowered. As you, as, as you stand before the Lord. Remember what Gabriel said? Gabriel came and said, I'm the angel that stands in the presence of the Lord. What does Elijah say? I'm the one who stands in the presence of the Lord. And what happened? Immediately they say, I stand in the presence of the Lord. What was the next thing? They released a proclamation. Many of us are trying to speak blessings without ministering to the Lord. Hmm? So it's just positive confession. But you see, this is what happens. As you minister before the Lord, the Lord will begin to drop phrases in your heart. Those phrases will be empowered. As you minister, just fellowship with the Lord. Father, thank you. Oh, I praise you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. You begin to, the phrase of the Spirit will begin to come up in your inside. Maybe the Lord will just say, the victory is yours. That word becomes powerful. And as you release it on the etrian, it will begin to set victory on your cause. It will not be a word that you just formed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It won't just be a word that you just formed. Sometimes you'll be fellowshipping for the Lord, praying in tongues, and there'll be a reputation. There'll be a reputation of setting words. Reputation of setting words. What's happening? God is giving you victory words. God is giving you words of direction. Those words become powerful. Look at this. To stand before the Lord, to serve Him, and to bless in His name. To serve Him first. It's not just to bless, to serve Him and to bless in His name. Why was Jesus, we talked about this on Sunday, why was Jesus separating Himself early in the morning to pray? After He has finished praying, He will come and He will just speak. He will just minister. He will heal the sick. He will perform miracles. Today we want to do all of that without spending time with God. Hmm? We just want to, from Champions League, hmm? <laughs> you know, we can't do that today. Eh? On your way to the pulpit, you are checking life scores. <laughs> ah, I said they have equalized. <laughs> Two minutes to preach. And you want your words to carry power. Eh? You know what happened? You know when Elijah said there shall be no rain, what did he go and do? He didn't go and print stickers. Huh? Oh. Oh God, help us. Help your church, Jesus. Ah, I, I, I. You know, today I look at my fellow laborers in the field. And I look at how many titles we have taken for ourselves. Oracle One. No, let's not laugh about these things. It's, I don't think it's, it's a joking matter. Apostle of Thunder. Lion. There were men who stood like Joshua. No titles. And they said the sun should stand still 
until a battle is won. The sun. And the sun stood still until a man conquered. It, it, it was not that he gathered prayer. He prayed this prayer in the midst of battle. So he was fighting and just said, Lord, let the sun stand still until we finish this battle. He didn't call himself Oracle. Elisha came and met a king and said, by my word, there will be no rain. For three and a half years, a man's word ceased rain on the earth. On the earth. Three and a half years. There was no geographical explanation for it. There was no meteorological explanation for it. There was no scientific explanation for it. A man stood and spoke words and heaven held rains for three and a half years. Elijah was dead and buried. Soldiers were, were, <laughs> were running. Hmm? One was dead and they carried this man and threw him. He landed on the grave of Elijah and touched his bones. The one that was dead came alive. The man who raised him, it was his dead bones that carried so much power to raise the dead. The man was dead. It was not a prayer service. It was not an anointing service. The man was dead. His flesh was rotting. His bones still retained enough energy to raise another dead man. So they threw him in the grave and then they were running. I believe they saw the man running back and I think they doubled their steps. Saints of God, that's our heritage. So you, I, I'm showing you a few examples so you know how far. Do you understand? Alpha. Even the one that is living cannot raise the dead. Don't talk about when you die. I mean, they will just bury two of you. So, we, so, this thing of this generation that there is power is nothing. I believe when the saints of old look at us, they would weep. You know, when, when, was, when Moses was coming down, no, not that, when they were building the temple, hmm, the younger generation was shouting, see temple. Temple, temple. The older generation were crying. And you know what they said? He said, because they had seen the former temple. When we have not seen anything, miracles look astounding to us. But if you read revival books, you will know, saints of God, that we haven't scratched the surface. And that's why I'm sharing this message with you tonight. Because God wants a generation that would be thirsty again for the supernatural. Look at this. It's not so we'll build bigger churches. It's so that we will put on this earth the kingdom of our Lord. How are we going to do this? Is if we separate ourselves to minister to Him. Hmm? There was poison in the food. And Elijah brought a bowl of salt. Let the poison. There was no miracle Jesus did essentially that all the saints of old did not do before Jesus. Multiplication of food, Elijah did it. Parting of the Jordan River. Hmm? Elijah took the mantle of Elijah and said, Where be the God of my father? And smote the river Jordan. And Jordan parted. Those guys were... were ah, they walked with God, man. I'll tell you. Oof, those guys walked with God. Enoch walked with God. The man was not a preacher. He didn't have house, house, house fellowship. He was not oracle. He was not major. The man walked with God to the point where God sapped him up to himself. He couldn't... He had so much of God in him that death could not take a hold of his body. He just went to be with the Lord. Just went to be with the Lord. Like, he said God to the point where God says, no, no, this one can't see corruption. Just picked him. God wanted to, I mean, Moses wanted to die at the age of 120. God told him, there will be no funeral service for you. Come up to this mountain. The guy at 120 climbed the mountain. His natural force was not abated. God showed him the, the Canaan, the, 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 the land of Canaan. That's where you're supposed to go. You can die now. Close his eyes. You know to be the Lord.
if we allow this world to encompass our hearts, Hebrews talks about the power of the ages to come. We will not taste of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? Those who will serve the Lord so we can bless in His name. We're talking about a time where you walk into a place and you speak God's word over that region and that region is healed. People's life are blessed. Our words will begin to represent the very Christ nature that we carry. We won't waste words anymore. It won't be street languages in our mouth. We'll be careful of the things we say. What would happen to your mouth if you know that everything you say would come to pass? Praise God. Hmm. Deuteronomy chapter, 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 4. He, David, appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to extol, to thank, to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Look at their responsibility. All they need to do before the ark is to just thank the God of Israel. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Come on, that's, how many of you know that's ministering to the Lord? We're not saying, Lord, we thank you for, or we thank you because of. No, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. These priests were just positioned in front of the ark just to do thanksgiving. Just to do thanksgiving. Just to do thanksgiving. You know, I'm looking at, we read some of these things and, and woo, I'm doing a study on the Old Testament now and it's so amazing. We read some of these things and it looks cheap for us. You know, have you read the story of Jericho? Jericho's walls coming down. You know, that's precise instruction by the Spirit of God. I tell you, right? If you read about the Jericho walls coming down, you will just think that, oh, God performed the miracle. If they have told you that that thing will sink the wall, you will not have believed. In fact, history has it that the Jericho wall was so wide and so thick that two giant chariots could ride on it. That means you could have a giant chariot up onto this size and another giant chariot on top of the wall. That was how wide it is. That means it was actually wider than this platform. And it was thick. It protected the city. Then God now tells you to march around it seven times. You know, when you're marching around it, you would be asking God that, uh, this marching, I don't understand. Is it like we're preparing for battle or what? And God says, no, just march. And then you march seven times. And then he says, you should blow a trumpet. You would, you would tell God that, you see, I know you are God. But there are certain things you need to. Because, you know what? And when they blew that trumpet, the wall sank. Victory instructions from God. That challenge you're going through, there's one instruction from God for it. How will you hear that instruction as you minister before the Lord? That sickness in your body, there's one healing victory instruction from it. That financial challenge, there's one victory instruction for it. But we, we're not patient enough to get these instructions. God, listen, saints of God, hear my heart tonight. God is not a formula. He's a person that we need to fellowship with. We're not wasting time as Christians. We're not wasting our life. This God is real. He's alive. He is alive. Not just in words, but in deed. God is alive. We're not just gathering so we can make heaven. God wants to bring heaven to earth through our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. David got these people together to stand before the ark and just to thank him. Just to thank him. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. My sons. Oh, read the scripture with me. Second Chronicles 29, 11. My sons, do not be negligent now. Do not be negligent now. For the Lord has chosen you to stand before him. And serve him. To minister before him and burn incense. Don't be negligent, my sons. Don't neglect this duty of ministering to the Lord. Don't be negligent now. Don't. 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 Don't be negligent. The world will make us negligent. The things of this world, the cares of this life will make us negligent. 
My sons, do not be negligent. For now the Lord has chosen you to stand before Him. To minister to Him. And to be His ministers. And to burn incense. What a privilege it is that we can stand before the King of Kings. And be His ministers. Hallelujah. This thing about Christianity should go beyond the religion for us. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Saints of God. We sang that song, right? There's more. Hallelujah. I want to see every one of you that comes to this church be so equipped by the Lord that in your job, you begin to walk signs, wonders, and miracles. In your school. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The power of God will flow through your life. Oh, saints of God, this thing is not about making a name. It's not, a, it's not about becoming the most popular pastor on earth. We don't need that. See, no matter how famous we are, we cannot be more famous than the God who's created us. Why don't we just equip ourselves and get out there and heal the hurting word by the power and the spirit of our King? How will we do that? Is if we spend our time ministering before the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit can begin to give us specific instruction. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. There is no situation that is undoubting. There is no challenge that cannot be overcome. Last scripture. 2 Chronicles chapter 31 verse 2. Thank you Father. Hezekiah assigned the priests and Levites to divisions. 2 Chronicles 31 verse 2. Each of them according to their duties as priests. My step on the keyboard. Each of them according to their duties as priests or Levites. To offer born offerings and fellowship offerings. To minister, to give thanks, to sing praises at the gates of the Lord's dwelling. Why don't we stand on our feet tonight for the next few minutes? Just minister to the Lord. Just worship Him. Feel free if you want to walk around. Just play something, sing something, just get something ready. Keep all the streams on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, why don't you just lift your voice and just minister before the Lord? Oh, we thank Him. Praise His holy name. Thank Him and worship Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Lift your hands, lift your voice, and just minister before the Lord and just thank Him. Oh, Salakato Shedevarananamande. Yingalo we thank you, name, O God. We praise your name, Jesus. We honor you, Father. Inga tosanana sodamasanana. Ela manakosia varanana masenda mayana. Come on, let's worship him. Let's praise him. Just, just minister to the Lord. Just minister to Him. Oh, you are good, oh Father. <laughs> you are good. You are good. You are good. Oh, we praise your name, Jesus. Ah, you're amazing, God. Hey, Coliste Vega do Monga, la Vega do Sisto, Bereca do Bosque, the Vera, Badi, Cato Bar, Dukas, the Barra. Ingrosh, the Lavala, the Lavala. 
Come on, just worship. Feel like singing, sing unto the Lord. If you want to sit, you can sit, but just minister however you want to. If you want to pray, just pray in tongues. If you want to sing to Him, just sing to Him. If you want to worship, if you want to laugh before your Father, you want to rejoice before your Father, just go ahead. Oh, ha 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 I'm ready to affect the bambro dos de que mahatis. Oh, Just a few more minutes. Let's minister before the Lord. Focus on Him. See Him exalted. See Him exalted. Oh, see Him as your shepherd. See Him as your Lord. See Him as your King. <laughs> see Him as your victor. Oh, Shabarada Katana, my soldier, yeah. Ekrada da Bacase, Jaramana, Bacasante, in the lava soldier, Catela, Brada da Bacase, in the lava da Bacasi, God is the source of growth. All the things we're looking for, they are in Him, they are in Him, they are in Him. Oh, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Oh, barakashalama delebaradadama sojadadama. Let the Lord just minister before Him. And your words are going to come out with power. Your words are going to come out with power. Your words are going to come out with power. We thank your name. Come on, just, 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 just one more time. Lift your hands, lift your voice, and let's receive a refreshing for Jesus tonight. Let Him refresh our, let Him refresh our soul. Oh, yeah. Let strength come up in our spirit. Let discouragement be washed away. Let hearts and ill feelings be washed away. Let the sins of inadequacy be washed away. Oh, celebrate another basuste. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Lebro do boko siala. Come on, let's allow the Holy Ghost refresh us. Let's live here refreshed. Let the rain of His glory fall upon our spirit. Let the rain of His glory fall upon our soul. Ira baro sere de basto seses. Oh, the Holy Ghost can do in one minute what it will take hundreds of years to accomplish. He's the Spirit of Truth. He's our strengthener. He's our enabler. He's our comforter. <laughs> hey, he will open doors we thought will never be opened. Just as by the instruction of the Lord, the walls of Jericho were sink. We're sunk down. So, so, so shall it aboste. Then get the balacatos. Lick das, ilvis, kelevis, elevele balacos, elevele balavahati. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Jesus. We thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Saints, there's more in God. Let's press. Oh, let's press. Ah, let's press. Let's press. You know what? This God is real. Oh, God is real. I tell you, He is real. God is real. He is real. Oh, the Lord is real. Ah, He's more than a name. God is real. God is real. God is real. Thank you, Father. You know, we must come to a place in our lives where we're not just using our faith for just the things we want. But we're using our faith to execute the purposes of God for the nations, for the cities, for the regions. We believe in God for things that are more. 
Thank you, Father. Lift your hands and thank Him. Father, we give you praise. We minister before you this evening, O oh God. We stand in your presence in worship, in adoration, in glory. Father, we thank you. We know, God, beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a greater glory for our generation. And we press into it. We press into it. We press into it, God. We're not satisfied with less. We want more of you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship you. Amen. Glory to God. Let's have a seat. Amen. Praise God. And you know, you can, you can do this. We can go off the strings. Praise God. You know, you can do this in your house. You can do this. I mean, we've just spent... How many of you felt enriched by that session? Not the message. Just the session of ministering before the Lord. Amen. You can do this in your house. Just 10 minutes. Just play something. Just worship. Come on, why not? Take the wood every morning. In consistency like that. You know? And you realize you can do it in your bedroom. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.